0: Elvis, 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 Elvis,
1: Elvis, 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 We've lost track of our lives, and so have you, because you've tuned in to listen to Elvis Has Left the Movies, the podcast series where my friend Morgan and I tumbled deeper and deeper into the abyss by watching Elvis Presley's entire filmography, consisting of 31 feature films, one movie at a time. Will we be able to retain our sanity, our very souls? We'll just have to find out. My name is Matt, and Morgan, what are we watching today?
0: Today we're watching Fun in Alcapulco. Because we recorded it the first time, and one of us forgot to export the file before closing Audacity. And that person's name starts with the letter M. So let it be known.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a 50-50 Oof. chance. It's a mystery. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Flip a coin, find out who's who's the anchor in this team. Uh, so we're watching Fun and Uncle Poco. We are re-recording, so I guess our like we're not gonna have maybe as fresh a take.
1: There won't be spontaneous revelations because you've already heard me say yeah. the different facts and things.
0: It's true, yeah. Which is sad because there are some really spontaneous revelations about some of the people's names in this movie that oh boy. I, I think we're really not gonna be able to recapture. But no. On the other hand, you gotta wonder if like the preparation isn't gonna make us better. Like maybe now we can be like, oh yeah, I guess making jokes about some guy whose name is Cum isn't funny, or what, or semen, or whatever it is. <laughs> I think they should have just named him Cum anyway, but whatever. <laughs> that was. That's
1: not the dude. This time it's it's uh it's Fap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> fap with two
1: peepees. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh God, Fap with two peepees. Okay, so uh, Fun and El Capoco is a film where Elvis goes to Mexico.
1: Yes. Do you want me to give you the synopsis? Then do you want to do the plot?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: You don't mind talking about it again?
0: Yeah, not at all.
1: Because you actually really like this movie.
0: I do actually like this movie. I am actually surprised even now, like going back to it and, and re-recording the episode. I still actually, I think I actually really like Fun and El Um because because in part it is kind of a hot mess that's kind of yes the one of the charming parts about it is that it's just so wacky and like zany and wild and um, we're recording viva las vegas next and i think the problem with viva las vegas is that it doesn't capture the same like just absolute bullshittery that Mm -hmm. al capoco really capitalized on this
1: is like a top tier like good bad movie
0: yes yeah good bad movie it has the
1: elements where you're just like it's so ridiculous and they're playing it completely straight that it's almost like a parody it's great
0: yes yeah yeah so give us the synopsis
1: okay so he's playing mike again great actually let's just drop the do the the elvis character name thing so yes two mikes in a row last time he was mike edwards this time he's mike wingren
0: yeah i think wingren's probably above and mike whatever the heck Lesser Mike. <laughs> we'll call I just... him Greater Yeah, Greater Mike and Lesser Mike. That's what we're going to
1: go with. So yes, Mike works on a boat in Acapulco. <laughs> when the bratty daughter of the boat owner gets him fired, a little boy named Raul helps him get a new job as a lifeguard and a singer at a hotel.
0: All right, so... <laughs> Wow, that synopsis really does not tell you at all the whole other half of this movie, right?
1: Sure. I mean, that's just the main setup.
0: So, just to give you guys an idea going in, too, there, there are two ladies vying for the affection of Elvis or vice versa or whatever mm-hmm. the heck. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them's like a classic good girl with like the blonde, all American apple pie look, but she's actually French. Yes. Um, and then the other one is a Mexican girl who is shown as like really haughty and really driven and really self centered but ultimately a good time to be around and caught in between these two femme fatales is not just elvis but his little brown boy raul the mexican child the The mexican street yeah the street urchin which is weird it's weird right it's weird you know what's really weird about this at Mm -hmm. the end of the movie elvis and french girl go to live in america and they just take Raul with them. Yes, it is implied that they just
1: (laughs) adopt him. They just, they're like, you're living with us now, and it's like, I don't know the legality of any of this, but okay. Yeah,
0: you come to America with us, yeah. It's like really weird. It was especially weird because like, Raul's like, I've got cousins all over the place and all of them are just like, yeah, you can just take Raul. It's fine. Whatever, man. It's no big deal. Yeah, Some weird American who's giving this child lots of money to get him to sing on stage and I don't know, man. To be fair, the validity
1: of how much these are actually like cousins and not just because like he just says that yeah. for every single person they meet oh this is my cousin that's my cousin so I, he might not have any actual family
0: that's true right we like maybe it's something similar like on a reservation where i'm, I'm from a small reservation out in whitefish river and we kind of tend to say cousin to everybody hmm. because even if you don't know if that person's your cousin they, they probably are and so you don't start dating anybody until you get to a community where they stop calling each other cousin that's when you know you're safe so maybe it's something like that maybe al a really really small town <laughs> so um matt pointed this out in the in the actual real recording that has been lost to the annals of history yes. but um elvis was not on good terms with mexico and there was this really strange smear campaign set mm-hmm. against elvis and i'll let you explain that because you know the details better than i do okay but let's get into that before we like tear this apart i was
1: actually i was <laughs> i was wondering if i wanted to challenge you to try to like Recount as much as you could remember. Recount
0: as much... Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So Elvis Presley is really popular and he is going to go down to Mexico, but there was a guy who had a birthday party for like his daughter And he invited Elvis to come to the birthday party and Elvis didn't come to the birthday party. So that guy went to a tabloid magazine and told the tabloid magazine writer that Elvis Presley said that he would never want to play in Mexico because Mexicans are shitty people and the tabloid writer was like, that checks out, and just wrote that into the newspaper. And it became a huge widespread thing that people believed Elvis actually said, so much so that the government of Mexico has banned Elvis from performing in Mexico, and at the time that Alcapulco came out in Mexico... It didn't
1: even come out of Mexico.
0: Yeah, right. It didn't even come out in Mexico. And at the time, Elvis was not allowed. And it wasn't until after his death or almost close to it.
1: It wasn't until after he stopped making movies. Yeah, but he but they released like those concert movies. There was 1971's Elvis. That's the way it is. That's when they officially allowed that movie to get released in Mexico. Yeah, because by then, I guess the truth had come out maybe.
0: Yeah. So it was like this big weird conspiracy theory. Mexico, like uh, officially closed their doors off to Elvis and didn't open them until a long, long time later, which is really bizarre. Yes. Yeah. So this is the movie where we've gone through a lot of cultural appropriation already. We've been through Chinese people. We've been through natives like a few times, I think, actually. We've been through Chinese people a few times, too. And uh, we've been through Germans. And now we're doing the Mexicans, which is great. So there's a lot of Elvis getting dressed up into sexy little Mexican man outfits with like these little tight pants. Lots of singing about bullfighters. Yeah, lots of singing about bullfighters. Lots of singing like strong Mexican ballads.
1: Yeah, like legitimately singing in Spanish and stuff.
0: Yeah. So that was the thing we pointed out too, Like, like Elvis actually, as far as stage presence, really fucking nailed it in this movie and we were talking that we think the reason for that may be is because again we're working with a director that knows how to frame musicians and frame music performances in movies do you remember
1: what he directed of elvis's beforehand
0: he directed uh, He directed Jailhouse Rock.
1: Correct. Richard Thorpe.
0: <laughs> look, I'm so smart. He's
1: back for Elvis number two.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so he did a really great job. Elvis really, really, really does a good job in this movie performance wise. Like there isn't a performance in this movie where that I'm watching him and I'm not like, wow, look, it's Elvis. There he goes, you know, <laughs> um, whereas other performances, you know, in other movies, you're like, okay, we got to sing about German dolls now. You know, <laughs> like great. Even the uh, one where
1: he's singing on the bike with Raul?
0: Even the one where he's singing on the bike, I I do like that song. It's great. It's it's a bad song. It's a shitty sure. song. Like it's badly written, but it's fun to watch Elvis on the bike like grooving his little shoulders around wiggling wiggling about and like winking at the camera and with the like,
1: obvious like rear projection because none yeah. of this of course was filmed <laughs> on location with him anyways it's all body doubles yeah
0: <laughs> so um it's just a really f- it's so fun I, like it's almost too campy And the only reason it isn't too campy is because it's so hilarious. Sure. If that makes sense, which usually it doesn't. So the gist of this movie is that Elvis is on this boat and there's this little sexy teenage girl who's like, I'm a sexy teenager. And you're going to deflower me. I don't fucking know. I don't know what this woman wants, this poor girl.
1: She has some kind of intentions.
0: Yeah. And Elvis is like, all right, that's I'm I got to no." And so he takes off and he ends up in this bar with these other ladies that he's like trying to woo or whatever. And this little Chikorita is at the bar and she's like... "Ah!" you're here you can't tell me not to drink alcohol because I'm 16 and I can do whatever I want yeah and Elvis is like ew and then the girl's dad comes in and is like Elvis what are you doing here with my teenage daughter and the teenage girl is like daddy it's just coke in this glass isn't it it tastes funny it's just like It's really funny. I don't know. And he's like, Oh, you're fired, Elvis, for giving my daughter booze and he's like, Fuck you and then he leaves. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, right. So it's just really funny. God, they always push so hard in all of these movies with him that they're like, Elvis would never take advantage of a teenage girl.
1: Squeaky clean.
0: And so then Elvis is like out on the street and he's like rah rah I have no job and then Raul the little street urchin shows up and he's like I got a job for you and he's like alright and I don't know and then they go to a hotel and Raul's like this guy's my cousin he'll give you a job and he's like whatever and he's like okay. Yes. He's there to take over as a singer for a bad a douchebag singer guy. Right. But while he's there, he says to the boss, I'll only take this job if you let me be a lifeguard too. As well. And the premise for this is because when they fucking arrive to the hotel, Raul is like taking him through the hotel grounds and he passes by some guy, a lifeguard or whatever, who like jumps off the high dive. And while Oh my god, We there's so many fucking... Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So then Elvis leaves the office of the guy and he climbs up to the diving board. And then he has a fucking fever dream hallucination of him back in goddamn wherever the fuck it was they were like texas or kentucky or wherever he was a fucking he was a he was in the fucking circus with his family the flying wind and his family the flying and he dropped his brother and his brother fucking died and so elvis is in mexico on the run trying to escape his past And they're framing this as, like, a he's lost his nerve. And Elvis is like, and he goes up onto the diving board. He's like, it's just, like, so fucking, ah, God. Remember there was, like, a, what the hell was it? There was a a photo of a diving board. Yes. (laughs) Can you please talk about that?
1: Sure, sure. And also, the, the, the way that they do these flashbacks and the dramatic music comes in, I mentioned last time, it sounded, ex- it's it's exactly like they do it in Airplane, which is of course the greatest spoof yes! movie ever, where like yes! he's, he's flying the plane and then he's getting flashbacks to the war and he's like, pull up higher, pull up higher, no, but it's just him like thinking about, and you hear the circus music, but <laughs> yeah. it's like Boo- distorted and evil and yeah. it's like, oh God.
0: It's so crazy because it honestly comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And it's such a zany concept, too. Like, couldn't it have been, like, associated with him being a boat guy? And he's like, it's, oh, somebody yeah. drowned in the water. And now I have a problem with the water. But no, it's got to be about trapeze. The circus. Yeah. The family circus and him, like, dropping his brother. Oh, God. So the, the plot This is gets- what I hope
1: for once <laughs> we've passed the halfway point and we get into, like, the real garbage. I hope there's more weird. Subplots that don't need to be in the movie, but they put them in anyways, and then we can appreciate how like bonkers they just throw in some extra like drama for no reason. Yes. I can only hope.
0: Yes, uh, I agree. I'm I'm hope I'm hopeful too because if I if if what I end up with after Al Capoco is just more girls, girls, girls nonsense, I'm gonna tear my hair out. That's fair. I'm really gonna lose it. Yes.
1: So this wait, movie wait. gets the 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 transition though that you that you wanted me to talk about. Yes. So yes. So God. he's on. He's at the. He's around the pool, and he's looking <laughs> up. At the high dive, and then it cross dissolves to a picture of the diving board framed on a wall <laughs> that's in the office of the manager of the hotel. So then we go. So then we, we pan away from that wall to then them talking about like getting the job, and it's I'm like, just, why is there I've a frame picture of the diving I've board? I've
0: never, I've never fucking seen that in any movie where they're like looking at a stationary object and then they cross dissolve into a picture of that stationary object like in somebody's room or something yes. i've seen cross dissolves where they're like a stationary object and then like the same stationary object in a different space or area sure. but never the picture the very specific picture of that framed object in that very specific shot Like it was the same angle and everything. Well, you know, that's the thing. It's
1: not even like a perfect cross dissolve because that would be, that would make more sense to like really match it. But it's like, it's at an angle where it's just like, you know we're not exactly parallel to the wall so it's
0: you can't even really see that it's a fucking diving board you only know that it's a diving board because they just cross dissolve to it it's really bizarre it's yeah can you imagine being like the the fucking manager of a hotel and you're like wow i'm doing so good and it's all thanks to this diving board
1: (laughs) this is this is what we everyone (laughs) comes to this for this amazing attraction of this diving board
0: okay so the rest of the movie goes on there's some girls they get in a fight uh they don't actually fight they fight with elvis elvis there's a girl she wants to go to america because her dad wants her to go to america it doesn't
1: matter yeah, elvis can't make up his mind as usual he's he's bouncing back and forth between the two i
0: don't give a shit it's not really that important um roe gives him some more work wants to have 50 50 of all the proceeds some dumb shit like which that. we pointed out scene. there's a
1: whole scene where yeah he's like 50 50 from yeah. a manager that's crazy and then we're like in real life oh, yeah, that's totally that's the right. actual deal he had with colonel Tom Parker.
0: Yes, that's right. Elvis is a hypocrite. Yeah, a bit of a, bit of a, what's that word? A uh, bit of a, one of those, what are those tiny punches? The jab. Call? A little jab. Yeah. Bit of a jab. Yeah. <laughs> tiny punches. Um. So then, um, Elvis is like diving off the diving board to like regain his nerve so that he's not afraid of heights anymore. And in the process, he's pissing off the original diving board guy who's like, I'm a big macho man and, and Elvis is stealing my girlfriend and I'm going to dig up some dirt on him. And then he finds out that Elvis dropped his brother and is like on the run and shit. And he goes up to Elvis and he's like, hey, Elvis, guess what? You're a big quivering puss
1: and the bullfighter lady is there when he when this revelation happens and the whole time she's been like way into elvis she's just like chasing after him the whole time and she immediately does a 180 completely just like oh well never mind you're the worst i hate you like immediately so strange
0: bizarre and then um so they get in a fight he they punch each other out eventually which is you can't have an elvis movie without elvis punching somebody out which we did describe actually the fight sequence in this one was i don't know it's pretty good elvis is good at taking and throwing punches in in the films yeah that he's in i don't know he's just good at it also elvis is very sexy in this movie we forgot to mention that i don't know why i think mexico is a good look for elvis even though he was never actually there in mexico
1: but they, he's got a healthy tan he's tanning somewhere something, yeah to, to look the part
0: maybe that's what it is maybe it's his tan maybe he he looked real yeah he did look real tan i mean elvis looks real good in alcapulco i would start if you're going to watch Elvis movies and you're be like, does Elvis look attractive? Then start with Al Capoco and like work your way towards the direction of Viva Las Vegas and then stop around when he starts getting his sidebird thing happening and then just start working backwards to the beginning of the discography all the way back. That's what I think you should do. So then Elvis uh oh yeah Elvis punches out the diver and like injures him so then Elvis has to do the big dive off of some cliffs and he does and then the diver is like no one could ever call you a coward after seeing you jump off of a cliff and they were like okay and then um Elvis and the girl the French girl get married or whatever and they take Raoul with them there's some big numbers with some guys and sombreros and Elvis doesn't really do a lot of tushy shaking in this movie
1: there's, there's some the like. bossa nova baby uh number.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, bossa nova baby. Which is the big the big did, number. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's some pretty good. There's some some pretty good shaking there's, going he on wiggles. There. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. he he he's wiggling.
1: Cuz once again, like we said, this all of this they're actually giving him a reason to be on a stage because he's a singer in the movie. So you yes, get to have like yeah. full orchestrated things with like yeah. the do the backing band and like it looks great. It makes sense. Yeah, that was
0: yeah, that was the other thing, right? Watching this movie, we finally have a good reason you know, every movie we open up with Elvis, we're like, all right, Elvis, how are you going to sing your way out of this one? How are you going to fix this with a little song and dance? What are you going to do, Elvis? And in this movie, they're just straight up. They're like, he's a performer. He is a musician. He yeah. perform on the stage. And you're like, good show, movie. Good. Very good. <laughs> we like it. So that's nice. It's 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 like oddly refreshing to find a director that's like elvis is gonna sing in this movie because he's a singer um and like a he's he's literally hired that's his job he's a singer yes whereas like most of the other movies have to find such convoluted reasons for why elvis is good at singing you know someone will hand (laughs) him a
1: guitar yeah right (laughs) that was was just behind a door yeah like, there's oh, always
0: just, there's always some random guitar poking out somewhere that he's like yep I'll just do what I have to do or whatever like it's like in Kid Galahad There was no reason for him to sing in Kid Galahad. He just did.
1: All the other boxes are like, hey, come join us. Do you know any songs? Like, oh, yeah, I guess I know how to sing a tune. And then they just. Yeah, I
0: guess I know how to sing a couple tunes. Uh, This is another movie where technically we haven't seen Elvis in a car in this movie. So we haven't checked off that does Elvis sing in a car box. But he is riding a bicycle. Which is a mode of transportation. And we've decided that 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 counts. So Elvis is yet again in a vehicle singing. And Matt doesn't believe me. But I swear to fucking God, oh, in right. the song with Raul, okay. if you look in the last scene, fucking Elvis is not holding a child. He is holding a fucking stuffed doll. I-, I guarantee you. I've watched it a second time. I haven't. I like to say that, but I haven't. I swear to God, it's a fucking doll. Go and look for yourself. Elvis like has like this child-sized ragamuffin doll, and he just like chucks it <laughs> in the last scene <laughs> into a ditch. It's great. That's what I think. It's amazing. <laughs> we'll, we'll,
1: <laughs> we'll maybe we'll play. We'll put some frames up on the Twitter, which we yeah. have a reminder that well, we yeah, have a Twitter now.
0: Our, yes, yes, we have a Twitter. We'll put it on the Facebook too, because yes. we know the only people who are realistically <laughs> listening to this podcast are boomers, and Facebook is the only thing that they really know how to use. So,
1: but for all those hip we'll, kids out there that are also <laughs> maybe listening, then we're at Elvis has left Pod on Twitter.
0: Yes. Thank you. Yes. Plug, like that, subscribe, plug smash that, smash the, that. Smash your face in. Uh, Yeah, fucking destroy <laughs> that like button. <laughs> Consume that subscribe. Kill that bell. Anyway, mm. so uh, that's the end of the movie. Elvis rides off into the sunset. It's very dark. Pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, I guess we can go over the, do you want to do the song list first or the directors first or the actors and actresses first?
1: Uh, let's rewind quickly just to mention when this came out. Actually, that'll be relevant for one of the the little fun, quote unquote, fun tidbits. I don't know if you remember this movie came out November 27th, 1963, Okay. which was right after a particularly important event happened in the U S what's that? Uh, well, this was the number one film at the box office after the assassination that's of right. JFK.
0: That's right. So. Jesus. That's
1: an interesting fact.
0: Very interesting.
1: Also, we brought up last time that this was the last movie before the U.S. goes full Beatles mania.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
1: Where now it's seeing like, but... oh, there's a new generation happening. Elvis is maybe. Yeah. Well, he's definitely going to lose us after this because he just goes into like the full crap movies. But like,
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting like watching the, the movies just to see that like ebb and flow of of um how they want to frame Elvis as as the musician, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's no longer like he's still really young, but now we keep saying this in each movie too though. We're, we're always like now he's going to start shifting towards a more like manly persona instead of the guy who like gets with a lot of young girls. Um we've been saying that for a couple movies but like it's going to take like five movies worth of time and then you'll be like what the hell Elvis has sideburns now what the hell's going on what's all this shit
1: His evolution is complete.
0: Yeah. His God. final form. You know, I, I always forget that Elvis has sideburns until I remember that he has sideburns which is strange because like most of the images I've seen of Elvis he has sideburns.
1: It's the iconic just, when you think of like Elvis Elvis yeah. When he's full stage show Elvis.
0: You think of the sideburns. Yeah. Yeah. They
1: are like, they are some meaty sideburns.
0: Yeah. Rhinestones and fringe. I think they were probably just to hide how fat he was becoming, to be honest. Elvis was Elvis got really chunky in, in the last like portion of his life. Bloated.
1: Bloated. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bloated. <laughs> Which is not to say he didn't look good. It's just to say, you know, there was some, there was some adult- themes going on in Elvis's life. I mean, yeah. And
1: no man who was going through what he was doing and everything could come out yeah. looking looking fresh as a daisy.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. So, uh yeah, let's uh let's talk about uh let's talk about the statistical analysis of this movie.
1: Sure. Lastly, the after saying the date, I also want to mention, usually we, especially when we did the Girls 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 episode, we're like, "Oh my god, Paramount Pictures, you suck." But this is a Paramount Pictures release.
0: Yes, it is. So
1: there's still hope. Yeah. Perhaps.
0: I think honestly, the director saved it. I think that's what it was. Yes,
1: that's really what we should be pointing out. The studios, in the end, don't have much of uh, an impact. It is really the person behind the camera.
0: Yeah. Do we and have to watch more by Norm?
1: Yes, we still have a bunch of Norman Torog films. God, that
0: sucks. We hate I know. him. I know. Go die. <laughs> just don't, just don't actually go die. But.
1: Um, and I said we had everything we've, we've, we've said everything we have to say about him, but I don't think we actually pointed out some of his like really early work because he was like really old by this point like this is at the tail end of his career so the next time we get a norman torog movie i actually have some points some positive things to say oh wow just like when he was an up and a fresh up and comer
0: oh that's so sad i know (laughs) that's really depressing actually (laughs) okay so uh let's talk about the stats
1: okay the songs or the the co-stars or the people
0: all of it baby come on let's do it come on there are let's go fuck
1: <laughs> there are 11 songs
0: all right what are they fuck <laughs>
1: <laughs> fun and al capoco the yep. title song which is playing over the opening credits which is all just like really beautiful like magic hour sunset footage of mexico
0: yeah they were some really nice photos or uh well uh, uh film uh, shots or whatever
1: moving pictures <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: fuck. <laughs> uh then there's Vino Dinero y Amor. Cool. Which I think he sings at the club. Right, cuz it's yeah, like this very, that's the spare right. the the very nice scene. And then there's I think I'm going to like it here, which is that the one we that he sings on the bike maybe?
0: I think I think it is, yeah.
1: Then there's just Mexico. Just the song about Mexico. It is called Mexico. Nice. Right. There is El Toro, which is one of the many ones he does on the stage. Yep uh yeah, they, that was
0: a good one yeah like there, there's there's a few of these ones where he's on stage and all of the ones that he's on stage for as culturally appropriative as they are and kind of cringy to watch he does like put some pipes on sure for, for these uh stage performances which is part of why that stage presence is really noticeable in this movie i think
1: then there's um margarita yeah because ursula andrus's character the nice girl, quote unquote, yeah, is Margarita, and so
0: it's a dumb fucking name for somebody who's French.
1: Margarita Dauphin.
0: Yeah, that's she, a real sight name. She's got a.
1: Her name is Dolphin. That's the French word for dolphin.
0: Wow, that's so stupid. It makes <laughs> me want to die. <laughs> cool. Let's move
1: on. Um, the bullfighter was a lady. There's another song. Yeah. Another yeah. stage is, number. Yeah. And then there's the one. There's there's always the one weird one where you're like this could technically be cut there's a he, at one point he goes on a date with dolores the other the bullfighter lady yep and they're in her sports car and they're trying oh, to yeah. like trying they're to trying like to make, make out. out but then there's like the gear shifts in the way and then the, there's literally a song that's called there's no room to rumba in a sports car yeah it's so strange she it ends up like, like yeah they we're just taking the parking brake she... off and then they almost roll, right. roll off a cliff
0: yeah and then this is, I said last time too, instead of like putting the parking brake back on and continuing to make out, she's just like, fuck this and leave. Yeah. It's yeah, like, let's call it a night. This, we almost fuck died. This, we got to leave. Yeah, <laughs> Weirdos.
1: And I'm like, isn't there like, couldn't you just, could you get out of the car? Like we didn't did you bring any blankets or, or something blanket to have like a down? picnic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Go in the
0: fucking ocean. Whatever. It, w- it
1: wasn't meant to be because they don't end up together. So I guess that's yeah. fine. Whatever. I guess that's why, yeah. Uh, Bossa Nova Baby. Yes. What Big a great song. song. Man, it's just so catchy. And that's a great, yeah. great musical I number. I love that song. Uh, and then, oh, <laughs> I forgot about this title. You Can't Say No in Alcapoco.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> in space, no one can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> no one can hear you scream.
1: And we end it with the, the, the classic uh, Guadalajara.
0: I wish they would just go through with. Um, I mean, they, I know they can't, but it would be funny if you could go f- through and like rephrase that and just be like, in Alcapoco you cannot give consent.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's not okay. beat around the bush. Tell us what you really yeah. mean.
0: Yeah, but tell us what you really mean. Oh God.
1: Okay, f- let's do let's do some facts. Okay. You you did what you remembered of the whole Mexico controversy. Did you want me to? Like, yeah. No, actually, we got it. Go no, it.
0: no, fuck.
1: You didn't Jesus. talk about the riots. There were riots.
0: Oh yeah, there was rioting in the streets. The Mexican people were very mad. The Mexican,
1: youth, actually, the Mexican youth, the Mexican turned youth turned on Elvis. Were very,
0: they were very mad because they actually thought Elvis actually said those things, but he did not actually say those things. And they were so mad that they were rioting. A hundred
1: people got jailed at oh, those riots.
0: Jesus Christ, that's so many people.
1: They were riots that happened at both King Creole and then GI Blues. And after that,
0: Oh my god. They
1: like they cut all ties to Elvis and didn't premiere any Elvis music or movies. I I can't wow But the actual false quotes were the work of Ernesto Peralta Uruchurtu, the a powerful politician and the regent of Mexico City.
0: Yeah, fuck that guy. He ruined Elvis for Mexico.
1: He did. He sent a blank check to Elvis's people. Being like, come to my birth, come to this birthday party for. It wasn't even his daughter; it was the daughter of a powerful Somebody, media mogul yeah. that he was acting on behalf of. And he had already yeah. promised that Elvis had said yes, even though of course he didn't. And then those false quotes of his—they said that while he was in Tijuana, which he never was, he's, he never stepped foot in the place. He said that he would not care to go sing in Mexico, as he found it a distasteful country, and that he would in fact prefer to kiss three African Americans than a single Mexican woman.
0: Jesus. Yeah. God. Now what? Now what do we talk about?
1: Okay, well, let me get back to what I was talking about. All right. Bossa Nova Baby was the big hit of this movie. It, it ended up number eight on the Billboard Hot 100.
0: Can you believe only number eight?
1: That's the thing. He didn't actually have a number one hit. After 1962, I don't think he gets another number one hit until like like late 60s, maybe 68 or something with the comeback special and things. Wow. There was like a drought.
0: Everybody wanted the Beatles. Yes,
1: this will be more relevant with Viva Las Vegas, but like right. when that came out... The top five songs were all Beatles songs, like that I that week and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah. Yes. I hope this movie gets remastered in HD, just so I can talk. So I, so, so that the, the the body double and all like the wide shots will be much oh, more clear. Because yeah. there's so much body double work. Because like it's all you know, all the location That's stuff. True. Though he, all I right. mean, he's a pretty good match. You know, the build and everything. Yeah. Don't know where I they mean, got I this guy. Tell.
0: I mean, I I wasn't really paying attention because in my heart I knew that Elvis was not going to jump off that mountain.
1: Mm, Sure. Kudos That's to the cool. actual stunt person, whoever they yeah, are. Jesus. I don't actually have that info, unfortunately. Yeah. Because that oh, dive, it's like it's guy. all one shot. You see him just do this big cliff dive. You, and it's yeah.
0: Scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't wanna want to. I don't want to see it.
1: Um. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing I brought up last time, but I'm I can condense right. it even more. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Raul goes to the hotel. I bet he does. To get Elvis the job. The desk clerk is there, and he won't let him in until he's like, but I am i know this guy. Call him up. Tell him Raul's here. And then he's like, okay, you can go. But Raul's playing with this little Jeep, this pink toy Jeep that's at the desk. Oh,
0: yeah, your weird Jeep.
1: Yeah. Um, tell
0: us about your weird Jeep, Matt.
1: Well, Elvis actually owned a Jeep, that exact make and model. Everyone knows that he owned a pink Cadillac, but he also owned that exact Jeep. Yes. And specifically, that toy version was put out by... Um, tonka you know the tonka truck people yes like the year before so i don't know if this is some weird early like product placement or this just it just was there at the time because the the hotel itself has some of those jeeps so i guess it's just whatever yeah um but these days if you were so inclined you can actually buy a die cast uh like Uh, toy jeep and it's elvis branded because he owned one of those actual jeeps
0: i see just weird fascinating yeah
1: put them on your christmas list stuff your stockings with elvis jeeps come on now yeah okay Let's talk about everyone's favorite cinematographer, Daniel L. Fapp.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What about him? What's the matter?
1: He won the Oscar for West Side Story.
0: (laughs) You just can't stop, can you? You just can't control yourself.
1: Let's see. Folks, (laughs) follow my logic here. If I'm bringing up people that worked on this movie, we bring up their careers. And if they won an Oscar for something, that seems like a pretty relevant thing to bring up. And if it's the only Oscar he won, isn't that especially important to point out?
0: Well, folks, let me just counter that to say, isn't it a little too coincidental that Matt just keeps happening to find people that worked on an Elvis movie who also worked on West Side Story to support his theory that there's an alternate universe where Elvis Presley would have been in West Side Story and life would have been much better for all of us if that had happened? Isn't that a little too convenient
1: i don't believe in conspiracies, so i must mean that this 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 <laughs> weird um conspiracy is actually true it must be a fact
0: <laughs> we'll see
1: do you remember who wrote this movie
0: uh Werner herzog
1: <laughs> holy crap a Werner herzog elvis movie
0: <laughs> imagine the glory yes right And we see Elvis arrive on the stage for the first time in over 70 years since his death. (laughs) (laughs) He has brought with him the very same twilight which has succumbed him to his fate.
1: You can see the very moment that the soul leaves (laughs) his eyes as he makes these terrible, terrible films.
0: (laughs) God. Okay. Who was it, Matt?
1: Alan Weiss.
0: I was close.
1: Yeah, so close. <laughs> this is his third Elvis movie. That's a shame. And but you like I'm this movie?
0: Kidding. I do. I just be- <laughs> Yeah, I do like
1: You in fact movie. like the writing in this movie because it's so bad.
0: I do. I well, that's why it's a shame because uh, he didn't do a good He did a He did a good job badly or he did a bad job well.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh we talked about the progression of alan weiss as far as writing for elvis because there's an interesting evolution he started with a story by credit for one of the past films i can't remember anymore it doesn't matter right and then the next time we saw his name pop up he was a co-writer that's right and, and this, this time his first film alone yeah he's the sole writer it's him all the way he has the full brunt I think
0: they should let this guy write the rest of the fucking movies i know he's gonna I show obviously. up again so we'll Good. see
1: which ones he does
0: God, tell me he isn't in Stay Away, Joe, because that's going to be heartbreaking for me. Just heartbreaking.
1: I don't know. I don't want to look that far ahead. That's so right. we we have so long to go before we get there. I just keep putting it off and putting it <laughs> off in my mind. Like no, 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 it's fine.
0: Yeah, moving on.
1: You know you want to uh, hear about the alternate title.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> there wasn't Alternatively, anything. Alternatively, yes. this
0: movie was called
1: Vacation in Alcapoco. Oh. It was just called Vacation in Alcapoco, which is, <laughs> no. you know, just a different word. They were like, is it a vacation? Is it fun? Who knows? I guess they decided yeah. it was more fun than it was a vacation. So that it was what one. It
0: called Alpaca in Acapulco. Al
1: there could have been some llamas in this movie. That would have helped, maybe.
0: Yeah, Maybe. It couldn't have hurt. Maybe not. I don't think there. people would <laughs> yeah. be
1: saying like, oh, why did they put llamas in this movie? That ruined it. No, I think yeah. it would have made it better. No yeah, that, that
0: ruined it. Yeah. Put put little sombreros on the llamas that would have made it all all just absolutely kosher. So, who's in this movie?
1: Okay, Margarita Dauphin is played by Ursula Andress. Yeah. Who had hit the scene the year before playing the very first Bond girl in Dr. No. Right. Yeah,
0: she's in the the white bikini. She comes 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 out with the seashells, yeah. Yeah.
1: And while she plays French in this movie, or yeah. she's, her character is supposed to be French, she's Swiss in real life.
0: Oh, the fucking lying bitch. <laughs> Who else is in this movie, man?
1: Remember when at the beginning of this, you're like, because we're doing this a second time, maybe this will be more polished this time. Maybe this will be like more focused because we know what we're doing. But no, it's in fact the complete opposite. And I should have known.
0: Listen, hypotheses are made sometimes purely to be proven wrong. And this is one of those times.
1: <laughs> it's true.
0: Um, anybody you want to talk about? Raul? Is he cool? How old is Raul?
1: Oh, wait, no, actually, um, yeah. Um, w- he, didn't
0: he do a lot of movies? Was like really famous. We'll
1: get to yeah yeah yeah. We'll get to that in a second. No, oh. he didn't actually. He's only got fifteen credits. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself. No, but oh. while they were shooting the movie, Elvis had a surprise birthday party for Raul, the actor who played Raul.
0: Ah, that's so sweet.
1: They have the cake and everything, and yeah, just having a good old time.
0: Oh, that's really nice.
1: Yeah, as far as, like, kid sidekicks that have been in Elvis movies, I think this is the best so far. He's the least cringy, and they kind of have a good rapport.
0: Yeah, I agree. Rule is the best. Yeah. Let's talk. About... Oh, yeah! There's a sexy Mexican man in this movie. The rival. The,
1: the diver yeah. is jacked.
0: Oh, my God, he's so jacked.
1: He's got a, a swimmer's physique. I mean, you can tell, yeah. like and
0: like it's it's also nice to see like uh modern media like still portrays like a really specific vision of like manliness and manhood but there's something about like older movies where they're like yeah men are just fuzzy they're just really fuzzy they just got hair they're just really fuzzy sure whatever the point is this guy is smoking hot mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna get canceled Like eventually somebody's going to stumble onto this podcast and they're like, Morgan, you're kind of like degrading the men. And also you say some bad things all the time. (laughs) All right.
1: So we'll talk about more people that are in this movie. I'm ready. Let's talk about Dolores Gomez, who is the bullfighter lady. The actress's name is Elsa Cardenas. She was in the 1956 movie Giant, which was James Dean's final film. Oh. Tying it back to James Dean, of course.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: And she was also in a Mexican film called The Brave One from 1956. Oh, yeah. You remember this slightly?
0: Slightly, because I remember that I mixed it up with The Brave One, which is like a movie about a lady who like has a gun. She gets like assaulted or something. It's it's, like it's a...
1: a Jodie Foster movie yeah. where she gets revenge. There thing there. Same name, but different. Um, no, The Brave One... It's about a Mexican boy who tries to save his beloved bull, Gitano, from a deadly duel against a champion matador. Yeah. And it won the Academy Award for Best Story, which was a category at the time, but that was subsequently changed into, like, adapted screenplay and screenplay, I guess, or something.
0: Wasn't the time that they won that award, it was the last year that they had that award available to win at all? Yes. Yeah. That's what I meant. I remember things that you say.
1: (laughs) So, Raul yeah raul Al- almeido is played by larry domison only 15 credits uh including uh well he's probably because he's one of those kid actors that just you know got a real job after and was like oh. <laughs> probably came out fine
0: i sure hope so because
1: these other two noteworthy ones are all around the same time period of like the 60s early 60s right so he was in a movie called dime with a halo which i talked about when we talked about this yes. the first time yeah it's, a bunch of, it's about a bunch of street urchins that find a dime and then bet it at the horse races.
0: It's pretty good. Pretty good premise. I'd watch a movie like that. Sure.
1: Uh, if I was like I, mm-hmm.
0: younger. I don't think I'd want to watch that movie today.
1: I don't know. Yeah. And then there's a movie from 1964 called Island of the Blue Dolphins.
0: Nice.
1: And there's your boy Moreno, the diver. Yeah. It's played by Alejandro Rey.
0: Oh, my God. Can. Like, why didn't they just let him be called Alejandro in the movie?
1: Really? It wouldn't have changed anything. Ah. He doesn't even have a last name. He's just Moreno.
0: That's sad.
1: Do you remember what his big claim to fame was?
0: Is it this movie?
1: No, no, no. He was in a TV show. He was the lead. Oh, yeah, there you go. No! It's, co- it's coming back to her no! now. <laughs> it was The Flying Nun. Yes, he played. No! Carlos Ramirez in 75 episodes out of 82 episodes of The Flying Nun, a show that was brought up because I mentioned (laughs) the Debbie Reynolds movie, (laughs) The Singing Nun, and then accidentally Morgan thought I was talking about The Flying Nun, but now we actually legitimately had to bring up The Flying Nun because it is integral to this guy's career. It was one of his his best known roles.
0: And so just to let you guys know, I had never heard of The Flying Nun until I started this podcast and it just happened by chance that when i started this podcast my boyfriend was like don't you remember the flying nun and i was like the fucking what and then he showed me the videos the, the opening theme of the flying nun and it's legit this nun and sh- and
1: she be she be flying
0: she fl- she flies with her hat mm-hmm. and they just they don't know no one knows why
1: They try to like give a barely there scientific reason for the physics of this where they say there's a lot of updrafts near the monastery and... uh, It's wrong. She's actually very light. She's got like hollow bones and (laughs) her hat is just so starched and rigid. And
0: this poor fucking guy...
1: Is also there.
0: It's just wrong. It just ain't right. I hate this show. I know. I hate it. I don't want to think about it. Let's move on.
1: What more is there to say? (laughs) um alejandro rey was also orlando ramirez in moscow on the hudson from 1984 which i pointed out was Mm. this it's an interesting movie an early like dramatic robin williams role he plays a russian who's defecting to america right and uh yeah it's a a hidden gem if you will
0: yeah who else do we want to talk about the
1: dad yeah ursula andrus's character's dad maximilian dauphin great name He was in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea in 1954. Decent. And he won an Oscar for Best Actor and a Golden Globe for Best Actor for a 1943 movie called Watch on the Rhine. Wow. It's only noteworthy that I mentioned the Golden Globe as well because it was the first year of the Golden Globes. It was the very first Golden Globes. And so he was the very first recipient of the Best Actor for Drama.
0: Congratulations. Who who, who else? (laughs) Uh... What do you want to talk about the, the the side character the the um the the bullfighters manager? He's like making a party for her, but he's all like messed up or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah. Who was that guy? Was that Jose?
0: Yeah, it was. It was Jose.
1: Oh right, yeah. He was Robert Carrickhart played Jose Garcia. Robert Carrickhart actually appeared in Follow That Dream. He was Blackie, one of the oh. the hench dudes there under nicky two fingers
0: <laughs> god nicky two fingers that's a name
1: that wasn't his actual name mm. remember that was our joke mm. we called him nicky two fingers he was just Nick. oh
0: right right that's right it was a joke, oh, it, was was joke.
1: It, it was your joke it was you're forgetting your your own bit i know and robert carrick was also in dime with a halo which was that movie ah. we just talked about
0: it all comes full circle just like the shape of a dime yes Yes.
1: Um, oh. Do you have
0: any more straight facts you want to spit about this movie? No,
1: we've exhausted all those. Now all we have left is to go over these people one at a time.
0: <laughs> Which people?
1: Janie Harkins, <laughs> the character Why? that is the teen that gets Elvis oh, fired. Yeah. yeah. Who I... I um, posited that they wanted to just bring back Jenny Maxwell, who played pretty much played the same character in Blue Hawaii. That's right, yeah. I don't have any actual evidence of this, but I'm just assuming, because they're like, that's definitely the same character.
0: Yeah, it's the same bug character. Yeah.
1: But they brought her this new actress in instead. Her name was Terry Hope. She's only got eight credits, but one of them is an uncredited future role in an Elvis movie. And you know, she always... You- yes i
0: wish this whole movie as much as i like it i wish it was just another blue hawaii so i could watch elvis spank a teenager in lingerie in the ocean
1: it really doesn't get any better than that does it that that's when it really (laughs) everything was downhill after that
0: (laughs) yeah ever since then life has been wrong
1: gotta hit that high again
0: yeah i'll Uh, never hit that high (laughs) even though elvis drops his fucking brother because he's a fucking bad carnival man in this movie that still isn't as good as Elvis spanking a wet lingerie clad teenager in the ocean. I'll never get over that. And
1: curing her of all her hang ups.
0: Yeah, curing her of her mental health disease. <laughs> Just crazy.
1: Um
0: And that's the end of our show. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for tuning no. in. Oh, Matt's saying it's not time for the end of the show. I guess we got to talk about some more fucking people. There's all the uncredited
1: people. Why are
0: we talking about the uncredited people? Are they cool?
1: Because this is where all of the weird overlap between different Elvis movies. The people that show up again that were in Blue Hawaii. Oh, okay. Case in point. Yeah. Richard Reeves, who plays a police officer in this movie. He was the harmonica player who was in jail in Blue Hawaii. And... uh. Darlene Tompkins
0: I remember Darlene Tompkins sweet sweet Darlene
1: she was Patsy Simon in Blue Hawaii yeah one of the teens and she's one of the other girls around the, the table at the bar when Elvis gets fired from his job yeah no but Howard McNear. we got to bring up Howard McNear. this guy's at least notable yeah. because he this is his third appearance in Elvis movie
0: yeah, why does this guy keep showing up in Elvis movies, just like as a side character? I
1: don't know, but I'm I'm glad to see him every time because he's got he plays pretty much the same nebishi like weird yeah. character.
0: He's very neurotic. Yes,
1: he was the travel agent boss in Blue Hawaii. He was the bank yep. teller bank guy in Follow That Dream, and he's back again as just this dude who him and his wife are tourists. Yeah, they're yeah. they're tourists in Alcapoco, and they they bump into Dolores the the bullfighter, and they're like, oh, when's your next show? And like, oh. Blah, blah. And it's, like, the perfect cover because, meanwhile, Elvis is, like, he, he exits from the He goes to the back, like, dressing room, and he just, like, jumps through a window. He, like, goes out. Yeah. Like, to a weird to side. To the girls. Yeah. Cause he's like, oh, no. I love that. He's like, Raul, Ra- Ra- did you see what I saw? And they're like, oh, yes, both of them in the crowd. And he's like, come with me. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um...
0: Anyone else, Matt? Anyone else you want to talk about? Any Are there more uncredited roles? Did somebody work on something that wrote a book about something that worked on another Elvis movie?
1: No, I think we actually got those pretty much. Did oh,
0: okay, we got the alternate titles and we got the song. Yeah, tracks. like
1: the guy who was the manager of the Tropicana Hotel was also in the Island of the Blue Dolphins with oh. that with the kid. Oh, okay. um, let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap, wrap it, let's it up. Wrap it up. Final, Final thoughts. thoughts.
0: Final thoughts. Movie. You can watch it if you want to. You don't have to if you don't want to.
1: I'm glad. So you heard here first, folks. You still have free will. <laughs> Morgan has bestowed this upon you.
0: Yeah. Luckily. So, uh yeah. Thank thank. Uh, you can send me your thank yous and adulations.
1: Yes. Watch this movie if you want. Don't watch it if you don't want to watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Watch it. Don't watch it. It. It it doesn't matter just keep watching our podcast (laughs) i think we've said this in another episode before but uh the the one stipulation that matt was like yeah i want to do a podcast with somebody and i was like oh i'll do a podcast with you And he's like yeah i want to do like i don't know like maybe elvis and i was like i'll fucking do an elvis podcast with you except i won't do any editing I refuse to do any editing. And Matt was like, that's fine. Because I think we both initially thought that there just wasn't going to be a lot of editing. But Matt just... I don't know, man. There are some times I see him and he's like, he looks very
1: tired. I've set the precedent now.
0: (laughs) You got to let it go, man. You just got to let it go. You know, I'd be... You know, don't worry about it, man. People are still going to give us shit for the quality of this show no matter how much you fucking edit. Right?
1: But unlike Elvis, I'm not going to give up. That's the thing. Elvis <laughs> may have started phoning it in, but goddammit, I have more integrity than the king of rock and roll, and I'm going to do this.
0: If you want to follow along better with the podcast, I would suggest watching the Elvis movie first. But it, it's not totally necessary. You know, you don't, you don't have to
1: not And we really, enough. what happened was, we actually really dropped the ball when it came to July, because it turns out that yeah. All of July, the month of July, Turner Classic Movies. It was Elvis month. They were playing all Elvis Fucking movies. Fucking god! And that's it's crazy. we're past that, so it's too late now. I, I screwed up. I didn't know. <laughs> they played god, Matt. 21 out of the 31 films for that entire Holy month. Shit! I know. Damn. Ugh. C- that's more than we've gotten. That we haven't covered that many yet. So like,
0: oh man, that sucks. Um,
1: yeah, but they didn't yeah. play. They didn't play Wild in the Country. So
0: good wait no that's bad we like that one that's <laughs> yeah flaming star
1: is the one you hate
0: <laughs> that's right yeah no Wild they didn't play that one either one so good. oh that's good they
1: that's didn't play good, king creole they actually really they hit everything except for the ones that are like actually noteworthy reasonable pretty much yeah, yeah
0: decent bastards they don't know good film when they see them even though their entire channel is playing turner classic movies <laughs>
1: I almost forgot. Also, that tomorrow, yeah, at the time that we record this, is the official anniversary of Elvis's death, August sixteenth.
0: Holy shit!
1: This past week.
0: That's what. He- <laughs> I won't. I won't go. I won't do it. I won't do it. Just go, keep going, Matt. Tell us. Tell us this past week. This
1: past week, uh, Graceland they do an annual Elvis Week thing. Yeah. They've actually put out a new, um, well, not like obviously not a new album, but they've put a new compilation together of his return to Memphis sessions, I think. (gasps) No, no, no. It was Elvis' return to Nashville. Elvis' return to Nashville. Well, they already did Elvis' return to. to Memphis is really good. Yeah, no, no. They already did return to Memphis. So this is like a sequel of sorts.
0: They should have just done it again. Who cares about Nashville? Let the country stars be, for Christ's sake.
1: Just saying. But yeah, that literally, there's like, and then they did an advanced single from that. That was pretty good. From Nashville? Yeah, 50th anniversary. Or it was back in Nashville? Yes. Um, Elvis back in Nashville.
0: Okay. So I think that what we should do is if this podcast ever actually makes any money for anyone, we should save the funds and we should go to Graceland. We should film the last episode on location. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So start donating, kids. (laughs) Smash that like button. Hit that subscribe. Destroy that bell.
1: All right, so we shall thank you for listening to another one of these.
0: Tune in next week for another episode of Elvis Has Left the Movies. Thank Thank you. you. Thank Thank you you very very much. much.